force and the forces with me. I'm going to force the forces with me. Everybody, it is Thursday night. Welcome to the GNN Cantina Happy Hour, where this is always the way. I don't know what this is, but it's the way. So we're gonna go with that. <laughs> I am your host, David. We so glad to have you back. We've got two episodes left. Well, the episode we're gonna talk about tonight, and then tomorrow, next week's the season finale. So we're gonna talk about Andor tonight. Um, before we do that, hey Debbie, Debbie's with me tonight as always. How are you? I'm good. <clears throat> That's it. Well, short and yeah. sweet. Short and sweet. It's, All right. It's Thursday. <laughs> I hear you. Also with us tonight is Cam. Cam and Focus. He is driving. Hello, through, hello. Through. Uh, well, he's driving home. We will have him on camera here shortly. Cam, you, Cam, Cam in focus. He's not a in Ford focus. focus. Right Is that a Ford Focus? Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, just driving home from work. Busy day as always. Yep. Also with us tonight, John from the Geek and I podcast, Mr. John Discardi. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Good to see everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And then also with us tonight, we have Mr. John Ambrose. He's one of the writers for GN. He does a lot of the, the writing for the website, articles, things like that. How are you, John? Doing good. How are you? So we got John and John, and we're, it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> so let's see. Before we get started with Andor, I promised you guys last week that I would find my um i'd get my sam whitler interviews get them up or at least get the the, the track so i've got those and debbie and i tested these out last saturday so hopefully we're good now so i'm gonna go ahead and let's see. oh there it is all right here we go let's try this again this So that was, I took that as, that's small when everything is going great. <laughs> so there's that one. Um, and then the other one. Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. All right, here's the other one. Uh, maybe. You know, where he said, I was apprenticed to the most powerful being in the galaxy once. I was destined to become so much more. But I was wrong to that destiny by the Jedi, by Obi-Wan Kenobi. There you go. 
You can't go wrong with starting a show with Sam Whitworth. You cannot go wrong with starting a show with Sam. <laughs> Sam, if you're watching, and we know you probably are, we'd love to have you on. But you know what? I, I wouldn't be able to speak if he was on. I would just be sitting here with a you know. Debbie would be dumbstruck. <laughs> you know what's amazing? Tones. I I was at the very first Retro Expo. I think this was like the fourth or fifth one. Yeah, I think so. That they've had, and the not only the amount of participants that went to the expo but the quality of the guests in just four or five shows has skyrocketed what they're doing over there is completely amazing i'm yeah. just every time i go there's always something new uh and just unbelievable the way they they are putting their shows together and the next one in allen they already have their first guest lined up and it's not until march and it's don bluth yes so, i mean to be able to get somebody don uh, you know like i'm gonna try and find something dragon slayer and bring and you'd see if i can get you know my Dragon's Lair uh, Xbox. No, I would have gone with American Tale or Secret of Nim myself, but just yeah, don't bring up Pebble and the Penguin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We will avoid that. But yeah, Don Blue, that was that. Uh, that was it's. It's gonna be a good show, and and the show was great. We had. Sam Whitwer, obviously. We had Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels did not do a panel. Um, but we had uh, several of the couple of the guys from the from the Aliens movie. We had Tom Skerritt from the original Alien movie. Um, there was a lot of people there. Well, and Anthony Daniel lot. has to be getting on in years, right? Like, how, how old is he now? I don't know. I tell you what, he walked right by me, and let me tell you, he is in shape. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he does not look like a frail old man that, you know, what do you do? Well, you know, he looks he looks good for 70, 70 whatever. <laughs> Unfortunately, Tom Skerritt didn't look too good. Oh, Tom Skerritt looked like a corpse. Yeah, him and Bruce Dern have not uh, aged well at all. Yeah, but I talked to Tom Skerritt also, and he was he was a, a such a joy to to speak to. Yeah. We were we were told I was told anyway. I don't know about you, John, but I was told as far as interviews go, everybody's open. Just talk to the handler, except for Anthony Daniels. Anthony's already said he's not going to do anything. I'm like, all right, that's fine, but. Anthony and Sam, their lines were, uh, what did they call them? The Disneyland lines? It's like a three-hour wait from this point. I mean, it was all weekend long. Their lines were insane. Sam's, yeah. was, Sam's was out the door and outside, literally outside. We, people were waiting outside to get in the door to see him. So, And I don't mean now like outside of the conference room that he was in. I'm talking about like... Outside in the and, courtyard. Trees and grass. <laughs> you were out, out in the courtyard on a cold like, day. You're yeah. walking into the con past the line to see Sam. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. So 
Anyway, all right, let's talk about Andor. Let's talk. We got where this is the 11th episode. We just broke out of prison. We've got one episode left in this season. And this was, this had some, this was kind of a Michael Bay episode, but not really. Not the pew, pew, pew. <laughs> but there was, there was still enough action in it to where it was fun, but still enough drama in it to where it was, it was, it was, again, it was more character development. Well, it, would, it, it, would it be fair to call it a John Landis episode? Sure. Sure, yeah. why not? Would, yeah. It's a healthy, healthy balance. Yeah. So, Debbie, thoughts on just the, the episode in general? Just in general, let's, let's let's talk about overall. It was a good episode. It was definitely, I think it's probably the shortest episode. I, I, I clocked it in at 38, 39 minutes without was, credits. Yeah. So, um, the first episode, which... You know, we did episodes one, two, and three all together, so we it was kind of hard to tell. But I think the first episode was only 39 minutes with the credits. Was it? So I I think I looked at it today because I, I do remember that. I, I got done watching. I was like, well, shoot, it's over already? It seems kind of short. And then when I, on the second viewing, I was like, oh, I forgot all about this. Yeah, this is longer than I thought it was. So, but yeah, it's, it's, I think that's about the average runtime for the, for this uh, particular show at this point. So. We they're, certainly they're... didn't very much of Andor in this one. No, and I didn't expect that honestly. Um, we I got... figured I figured it would run that way because you've got all these different characters that we've seen, you know, throughout the show, and with next week being the finale, I think they're all just gonna it, together. It, it, everybody's everybody's looking for Andor. So I did not. Everybody expect, wants a piece. So I did not expect to see, and I mean, even uh, you have the ISB looking for him. You've got the uh, the Rebel Cell looking for him. You've got Luthen looking for him. You've got uh, oh, who else is out there? There's uh, all of his friends at home because oh, I forgot to mention spoilers. People, we're talking about the the second to last episode. If you, if you haven't seen it, go watch it and then come back and watch us. You're fine. So anyway, um, you got a, a lot of people looking for Andor at this point for Cassie and Andor. They've got a name, and I honestly did not expect to see him a whole lot in this movie. I was glad to see he was able to go steal his little uh, suitcase thing back with his credits and his IDs and travel permits and all that other stuff. Which we got another alien. I'll take that, it. Uh, the Narkinians? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got another alien. He was asleep in the bed, but hey, whatever. Whatever for <laughs> <you're doing. laughs> I didn't even pick up on that one. I I was too busy feeling bad for the droid. I, I, I that oh. droid made me cry. For <laughs> me, horrible. And, and the fact, and two, they 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 kept and this just made it worse was the fact that they kept treating him like he's a human. To where uh, look, we can bring her out here, and you can spend a few minutes. I'll even tell everybody to leave if you need a minute by yourself. And it's like he's a droid. 
does does he have feelings? I mean, obviously he's sad, but you're at this point you're just rubbing salt in a wound, you know. Well, outside of Andor, I think uh, B was pretty attached to Marva. So you know, with losing her, and those are probably the only two people really in the droid's life, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah. Well, what about Marva's? Um, what about the uh, the the? And this got me the funeral funeral ritual that they do. They, they I think burn. I, that's pretty neat. I know, right? I was thinking, man, maybe I want to do that. <laughs> can I? Can I do that? Is that feasible? So, if you haven't seen it yet, they they basically they burn you up. They mix your ashes in with mortar mortar and they make you into a brick and then you become a brick in somebody's home there's cam okay i'm here oh, hi guys <laughs> so anyway so you get turned into a brick i honestly was waiting for the whole soylent green thing but you know hey. <laughs> soylent green is people <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to designate which wall I'd want to be a part of. I don't think I'd leave it <laughs> to other people to put You me... know what? I, I bet you you can do that. I bet you you can specify saying, I want to be in the city hall. I want to be in the women's <laughs> locker room. You know, like with you, know I, you know, honestly, as I'm, I'm, like when they were talking about that, all that I was thinking of was that song, She's a Brick House. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're a brick on your house that you died in. Maybe. Well, they I said they put your name on it, and I was like, you know, of all the, not that I was really looking specifically, but I'm going to have to go back and, and watch uh, the series now, but it's like with all the buildings there on Fixer, it's like, I haven't noticed That's a lot of dead people. names on them, you know, <laughs> I haven't noticed any names on bricks or. I mean, that I might really be a cool way to, uh, you know. Andor gets back before the ISB gets there, and they they say, "Okay, they're after me. This is what I did. Uh, make a brick, put my name on it, and stick yeah. it in the wall. Put it on the wall. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to put it in my will. Do not put me in Baltimore. I hate Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna use John to make the uh, the." The new stadium for the Ravens. So. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, if you haven't figured it out, mom died. Mama Cassian. Um, Mama, Mama Cass. Mama Cass. Ooh. Was it a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Old people understand that. I thought it was a turkey. <laughs> Oh, turkey. maybe it was a turkey sandwich. I don't know. It was. No, I think it was ham. I, think I, thought, it was ham. El I thought Elvis was turkey. No, Elvis I'm... died another way. What yeah. the hell are you all talking about? <laughs> Elvis was laying bricks. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis. Elvis was doo doing. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> now that we're we've gotten past all of that, that's your turn. turn. Oh boy! So uh, Mama Cassian has has died, and everyone 
everyone who is looking for Andor now is jumping on this, saying, okay, now we need to be there because he's going to come back to try and see her. Or he's going to come back for the the funeral or the bricklaying or whatever they whatever they call it. So, hey, are we going to... Huh? Deidre's running it like the FBI. She's like, I want it small. I want pictures. Yeah. I want... Like, yeah, get him in a box. Put him, yeah. put, him, put him in a box so we know exactly where he is and what they're doing. Yeah, we have two... We have two main events going on. We got the Krieger thing, which, yeah. you know, we got that and we got the funeral. So I think that, those are going to be the two biggest things happening. The, the, the Krieger attack, which, okay, so we got it. We touched on that. They touched on that a little bit in this episode, too. With uh, We got some more Saw, which was good. Which was great. It's always fun to have some Saw Guerrero. He's never not scary. Well, well and he was more paranoid. It's he the was eyes. More paranoid, and especially <laughs> after he talked to Luthen, because <laughs> he was like, you know, do you have people following me? Do you have people? And like, oh yeah, yeah, of course I do. You know, you got people all over, don't you? Darn right I do. <laughs> Who you got? The, the tubes over there. You got him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could dress Forrest Whitaker up like an Ewok, and he'd still scare me. I. <laughs> That guy since fast times at Ridgemont High has been intimidating. <laughs> if you really, if you really want a good scary force, would you watch the fourth season of the Shield? I think is the main one that he's in. But he's he's pretty intense there. He, pretty cool. He, he also plays Bumpy Johnson in King of Harlem, and he's uh, pretty intense in that too. That's not a very popular show, so I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah. Anything he's in is good i don't think i've ever seen anything i've seen him in i don't think has been horrible so but we got some more saw he's a lot more paranoid now yes um he's willing to um he wants to go on the what do you call it the uh, the, the raid or whatever that yeah it's a raid a uh, raid on a spell house power something but he's ready to offer up the ships and everything. But we've learned we learned last week that the ISB knows of this, and basically they're going to offer what's his name Krieger up for for a sacrifice for for lack of a better word. They that's, want Luthen. They don't we, know we haven't met did. Krieger yet, have we? No, that's the we thing. Saw, we've we seen saw a hologram. Him. Yeah. Because they it's were showing that to Bix there, asking if that was right. Yeah, right. Was, yeah, the, 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 they had just been throwing the name around, and I guess I, I guess I must not have been paying as close of attention as I thought I was because I just I I didn't get it. I was like, who is no, this guy? It, well, it was something. It was something that was brought up. Like I don't I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode before that. It was the episode before. So they they started talking about him, and it's like, okay, who is this guy? He just came out of nowhere. You know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's doing what now and well it's it's what's driving deidre crazy because she doesn't know it yet but she's looking for luthan yeah and they think krieger is luthan and yeah. she is looking at it and she's like something is definitely missing here and i'm trying to put it together and i just can't it's uh, figure it out what did, and what uh, they they were looking for they're looking for luthan but they call it something else like yeah they don't access access, access. access. Yeah. yep 
and they don't know who he is, and it's driving. You can you can see, and that that the actress that plays Deidre is really good because you can see the frustration because she knows that there's another piece, and she's just not getting it, and it's not she's, clicking. She's there. She's probably like, I'm <clears throat> looking at it. I know it's here. I just need to find it. Yeah, and and so. yeah, yeah. Well, then you get Cyril who gets a phone call. <laughs> From what was up with that? He didn't get a his, phone. It wasn't a phone call. It was a it was a a, a video call, video FaceTime, whatever you want to call it. But he gets, you know, a video a call FaceTime. from his uh, old sergeant Mosk, you know, uh, from when they served together on Fixer, and he's telling him about Andor, and his eyes just goes all freakazoid. <laughs> you know, he's like. What? Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be heading to fix her, right? For the funeral. To so he's redeem his name. We already know that the ISB is there because he's reporting back to to Deidre. He's not that. They're there, but just kind of in a small contingent and kind of ducking the crowds at this point. They're not. They're not there in force saying, "Hey, look where I am." Now, did, think, do you think that was actually the sergeant calling him, or do you think it was some kind of like pre-recorded type deal uh, that, that that's meant to that's just meant to bring him back to Ferrix? Because like, because that 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 was that wasn't a conversation. That was just the sergeant talking, and uh, Cyril just had no clue what was going on. Like like he was trying to, you know, initiate conversation, but it just wasn't working. It, it, it like it was almost like those responses were already pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of static. He was at the sergeant was there by a smelter or something, and there was a lot of static, and he couldn't hear. And yeah, he he might have just had dial up. (laughs) So you know when you're trying to video chat on dial up, it doesn't really work. (laughs) What do you mean nobody uses AOL anymore? Uh, And poor Cyril sitting there. Poor Cyril said there anything to get me out of my mom's house. It's it's and the uh, from her. <laughs> it's the uh, the what, what what what's your email address? I'll find you. I'm the big sergeant at compuserve.net. Earthlings. <laughs> yes, compuserve. I gotta call him back. <laughs> <laughs> wait, just just wait till I tell my friends about AIM. Yeah. <laughs> And you can see Cyril's just slowly turning into Norman Bates. Like oh, his yeah. mom's driving him crazy. He's just, he's like, I got to get out of here. I'm just imagining them. The, I'm just imagining the the, uh, the family dynamic is like uh, Howard and his mother from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. You know, someone knocks on the door. You just hear, Cyril, get the door. I, who is it? Are you a sex offender? <laughs> Nobody wants to do that to you, Ma! <laughs> so, which... I, I'm... I'm, I'm going to call something right now for the, for the finale. I'm guessing everybody's going to go to fix her for the funeral. And Cyril will bump into Daedra again. And she's going to go off on him. You're stalking me, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, I'm here for Andor. I know he's going to be, this is his mom. I'm trying to right, right the wrongs and 
clear my name, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then they go to Applebee's and get the two for nine ninety nine, right. and have a great relationship. And they split a split a cone at Baskin and Robbins afterwards. <laughs> Until his mom finds out he went to Applebee's. We don't go to that Applebee's anymore, Zero. <laughs> the shrimp was cold. What a great character! She's hilarious. I love her. Love her to death. Um, okay. Could I also? Can yeah, I also say how, how satisfying it was to see Vel put in her place by uh, uh, Luther's uh, partner at the shop? Yeah, she was getting a little too big for her britches with everything, and just watching yeah. her just get shut down was so satisfying. Uh, it, it was one of the more satisfying parts of the episode. I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> she says, uh, "She said something like, uh, what do I do? I do, you know, the day to day and every blah 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 blah, and yeah." What you're doing is wrong. It was great. It was amazing. And and the code talking, I loved the code talking when when he escaped. It was before it was after, before he escaped from the Empire. But he's you know, oh I didn't get I didn't get this piece or I did get this piece, but I had to pay more than I thought I was going to. What about the other piece? No, there's other interested buyers. If you were to show up here, blah 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 blah. And it's like if you know what they're talking about. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, you can follow it. I like when he says, uh, "You wouldn't want us to go to another collector, would you?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it leads to finally our first dog fight of the show. Yeah, yeah, and and so good too, man. Were those yeah. lightsabers? Lasers of some kind. It was like a, a Darth Maul light shit saber. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is the good, that better make do, the do, 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 And the, the, the chaffing or chafing or whatever you want to call it that took out the tractor satellite, okay. tractor beam yeah. satellite. Yeah, he's got and, a pretty nifty shit, uh, shift. He's got a yeah. nifty ship and his droid too. I mean, him and his droid are very, or his, his onboard AI intelligence or whatever is it seems really they 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 click together. They they work very well together. And, it's and John Knight and Kid all over again. So um the thing it's that's really interesting and entertaining about Luthen too is now you can see he's just going from place to place tying up his loose ends because he knows everything's closing in. I don't and I don't think he's tying up his loose ends. I think honestly what he's doing because he mentioned something about this to uh, uh, to Saw when he got down there and Saw was like, oh, I only fight, a, you know, I want uh, st uh, strategic and I'm going to take all the, you know, whatever. I'm taking the lead on my group. So just and he was like, no, you're going to have to take it from everybody. And he's like, no, I work better alone. And he said something along the lines of, no, I'm trying to fix that to where we work together. I think he's he's using more of a uh or he's trying to do more of a um I'm, I'm trying to bring all of these rebel cells that are fighting the empire in one way or another into one big collective one rebellion if you will a so bigger network yes Luthen exactly. is like the godfather of the rebellion Luthen reminds me <laughs> of and and debbie will probably know this um in the in the old legend stories, uh, there were 
three major players for the rebellion. Three three people that really kicked off the rebellion. One of them was Mon Mothma. The other one was Admiral Akbar, and the third was uh, what was his name? Garm Garmbel Garmbel Libis was that his name? Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. So anyway, so he was a Corellian. And basically, once the rebellion started, he thought, I guess he thought it was too dangerous or something. He, he ducked out and he said, I'm, I'm done. But he was one of the ones that basically started the rebellion. He was one of the big three that started the rebellion. And that's kind of the way I'm looking at Luthen now to where he's this. Uh, you've got Mon Mothma, who's going to be the lead. And then you've got Admiral Akbar, who's like the militant leader. And then you've got Luthen, who's. He collects all the intelligence, and he knows where everything is, and he can get into places. And well, the way that I've been thinking of it is that uh, Luthen as Axis is, uh, you know, in Andor is kind of the same as Ahsoka as Fulcrum in Rebels. Yeah, because because uh, she was going around, she was going around basically doing the same thing he was doing. So, you know, and uh, each pocket of the galaxy has small Rebel cells, and they and they all have their head. That that has their you know special code name that brings them all together. I think. Uh, but I think Luthen, uh, I, 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 if if he doesn't think the walls are closing in, I think he realizes that he's walking on a razor's edge, and he's oh, just he is going into DefCon mode. He's just he's uh he is he's but, not taking any prisoners. He is, but he's not taking and he's not taking any prisoners. But he was all dead set on going back to Coruscant too. And she kept telling him, no, 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 stay away. Because basically, because they're looking for you to just stay where you are and just complicate things. And um, and, I, and that may have had something to do with <clears throat> what's her name coming to see and saying, I kept telling her, where is he? Where is he? I need to talk to him. Where is he? Where is he? So maybe because she's on planet, she's like, no, just stay away until she goes home. Well, yeah, because if they're both on the same planet, that's going to set up a bunch of red flags. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Where's Bail Organa in all this? I hope he stays away, honestly. I really do. Keep I, I, the Skywalkers out of it. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it more of... I, you're you're dealing with a lot of stuff that's going on that has nothing to do with characters we've dealt with before. You know, I mean, Andor, yes, we've dealt with him in um, Rogue One, but that's like the only one. All of these other characters that are coming up, we've never seen before. And, and doesn't Organa come up later? He's he's not really a player now. He's he, um, he does so, in, in Rogue One. In Rogue One. In Rogue yeah. One, and that's that's a little ways off. That's, and that's he's still a, five years down the road. Or whatever. He's a but, senator right now doing his own thing. Well, he, he, he's also involved with the Rebels in the show Rebels because uh, uh, I don't I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, I, I mean it, he was in league with with Ahsoka, and and um, if you, if you read the Ahsoka novel, it it goes into detail about how he was forming his own Rebel cell. I mean, I kind of like the fact that he's not in it because it leaves the universe broad and you don't have exactly. to tie exactly. everything in together. And I, right. I, I think that's what it needs is, is we need this is this is Star Wars, but it's not Skywalker Star Wars, for yeah. lack of a better term. It doesn't have 
it's it doesn't fit with the movies it's what's going on behind the movies while the movies are happening this is what's going on in the background and honestly that's what a lot of fans have wanted so they're finally delivering on it and uh yeah yeah. which is great love it love it and i I just wish more people would watch it but honestly everybody that has watched it has said i mean there's been nothing and we talked a little bit about this last week the, the reviews for it have been, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes are like through the roof. This is like the highest rated Star Wars thing that Disney has put out. They, uh, well, this is the highest rated Star Wars property that has come out under the Disney umbrella. Yeah, but Disney. And, and on TikTok, people on TikTok talk about it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it's the biggest thing on TikTok, but people do talk about it on TikTok. I, I follow quite a few uh, content cre- content creators who, who talk about it every week. But Disney just isn't doing a good job marketing it. And if this show was on HBO or Paramount Plus, it would be water cooler talk. Everybody would be watching it. Everybody, it would be, it would be a hit. It would it would be indisputable, and it's kind of like bordering cult viewership Disney, Disney right now. Pushed it a lot before before the show actually started. There was a lot of press, a lot of commercials, things like that, and even after the first uh, two or three episodes—well, first three episodes—there was still a whole lot of "Hey, check out Andor next week" and blah 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 blah, and all of this. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. It just went. It kind of well, I think a lot of people, and I don't, I'm not sure what the mindset is, but a lot of people are waiting until the season is done to binge it. And I also think they're waiting to see how this whole season goes if it's going to be a crapshoot at the end, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think, and you know, because you hear, at least I do, hear a lot of people. uh, David G for one, you know, who didn't care for Rogue One. <laughs> but uh, yeah, him, you know, I, why would I watch this watching. show? It's not a character I care about or blah, 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 blah. We all well, know he's going to die, blah, blah, blah. I have the same problem. I liked Rogue One, but I had the same problems that Dave did too with the character development and all that. But this show is actually enhancing Rogue One for me. So well, it's and, really and, making it a better movie. And really, you know what? I'll say that too because I've watched since this show has started. I've watched Rogue One like three or four times, just because if I get when I get done with an episode, I'm like, I really want to go back and watch Rogue One again, just because. Just so because it's retroactively it's, making Rogue One. It's bumping it up the list. It's a making bit a better movie. I mean, well, yeah. that, well, that, that that's the point of you know the these shows and and the the whole expanded universe in general with the books and the comics and all that is they're supposed to make the cinematic material better. I mean that, that that's literally the Pardon point. Me. So uh, so, you know, yay. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it's just I think Disney needs to market a little better in the second season. Um, they need the, to push it a little better. I, I think I read somewhere that second season actually starts filming, or maybe has started filming. This they week. already started filming. This is I think it was this week, right? Yeah, it was started sometime earlier this month. They started filming. So, okay. I mean. It's a sad but true opinion with the way Disney has handled the franchise that it's Star Wars is no longer the cultural phenomenon it was. And you actually have to, you, you, 15 years ago, you put something with Star Wars out, you didn't even have to market it. 
they actually have to market it now. They dropped the ball with a couple of things. Solo was a misstep. Uh, some things underperformed. The shows totally were ill-received. It was released at the wrong time. And, and they didn't market it for beans. It was released, well, because it was released five months after The Last Jedi. You could have gone yeah. literally to the theater when Solo came out and watched The Last Jedi and Solo back to back. Well, I, th- but- I think part of the problem, too, is uh, Star Wars has a lot of competition right now. You know, because back, you know, when the back when the prequels were coming out, we didn't have these crazy, massive budget, you know, huge IP comic book films and stuff like that that are coming out. I mean, unfortunately, Star Wars is having to compete with Marvel, even though they're both under the Disney brand. So, I mean, the only thing uh, the only thing the prequels really had to go against was um, Austin Powers and the Matrix movies. (laughs) And. But Disney also isn't strategizing the way they used to. You used to have Disney animation would come out. It would alternate with Pixar. One would come out. Then the other would come out. Marvel would come out. Under Iger, you'd have a Marvel movie. Then you'd have a Star Wars movie. Now it's like they're loading everything into a skeet gun and just shooting it at the consumer. So it's 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 really hard to just grasp every piece of content that's getting put out. Oh, yeah. There's no order to it. I totally agree with you there, but and and at the same time, that's also one of the one of the cons of Disney owning so many, uh, so many studios. Yeah, exactly. But because now, in addition to having to do their own stuff, now they're having to do everybody else's stuff too. So, so when you have all of these huge, huge franchises under one umbrella, I mean, you're gonna get some oversaturation, and that's 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 the unfortunate truth. They should do it the way that General Motors did it in its heyday, and they had five brands. And it'd be like, okay, Oldsmobile's releasing the Cutlass. The new Cutlass is coming out in January, so let's roll out the new Buick a couple months after that. After that, let's put GMC's new truck line out. And Disney used to do it like that, and and they don't do it like that anymore. They don't they don't compartmentalize things. And if you had a Marvel season, a Star Wars season, and you had the animation alternating they would be doing a lot better. And you need someone to just get in there and organize it and put it on a calendar and say, okay, this is coming out now. The, Wait the, for this. Because like you said, then you get Solo coming out five months after Last the, Jedi. The, the problem with that is, is yes, it's all, it's it's Disney, but it's not really Disney. I mean, it's still Marvel Studios. It's still Lucasfilm Studios. It falls under the Disney umbrella. I mean, but that's Disney, Bob Disney just distributes it and yeah. throws money at them. Yeah, they say, here, here's, go make another star wars movie here's 10 billion dollars go you know whatever and then they push it out to hulu or disney plus or the theaters that's all that's all they do yeah i think it's also the quality the quality has been down and if you if you if say you're, you're a sandwich shop and you have a bunch of sandwiches and they all suck people aren't gonna go to your sandwich shop you know it's But on the flip side of this, devil's advocate here, and I think there's still a couple of us that have lived in the time period between 1985 and 1999. Nine. Uh, Not even 99. I'd go 96. Where there was nothing Star Wars. We had no... um, 99 was when Zahn wrote his novels. Or 91, I'm sorry, was when Zahn wrote his novels. 
So there was a there was a time where we had nothing. We were growing up and we had the three movies, we had the three novels for the movies, we had the three solo books, and we had the three Calrissian books. And but and some the video comics, stores right? were still open and we were still renting them. But but again, it was only the three movies. Oh, and we had the holiday special, which by the way, uh, I think today yes, today is Life Day. So happy life day to everybody. Oh man, I gotta go watch Grandpa Wookie get his lap dance. I know, right? Go watch Grandpa <laughs> Wookie watch the uh, intergalactic pornography and have fun with that. And watch B. Arthur sing. <laughs> and Mark Hamill not forget how to blink. Yes. It's all on YouTube. Go watch it. It's an amazing Is it on Disney Plus too? Actually, no. the, yes, what? yes, the red, the uh, go, go to Disney plus, go to the star Wars and go to the retro section of star Wars and the cartoon that lumpy watches is there. And it, that the only reason that that cartoon is there is because that was the, the first appearance of Boba Fett, but not so, the actual special. No, no, not the whole special, just no. the cartoon, just a little, you know, five, 10 minute cartoon that they watch. Cause I think that special is, is. Push deep back in the vault with Song of the South. I don't think oh, it's getting no, out. It's, it, it go, it's on YouTube. Go watch it on YouTube. You can watch it three or four different places on YouTube. I remember watching that when it was on TV live. <laughs> yes. The one time. The one and only time. Well, were you freaked out by Mark Hamill's weird spray tan? <laughs> I didn't care. It was Star Wars. Yeah. You know, exactly. it was it was exactly. right after the right after the movie. And it came out, and I couldn't wait for more Star Wars. And that's the way we need to be feeling about all of the stuff that's coming out now. I don't care. It's Star Wars, except for Resistance. You can avoid Resistance like the play. But other <laughs> than that, go. It's all. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that, and I still, I still like it. But the problem is it, marketing to new audiences is a lot harder just because well, they've because mishandled the brand. I mean, I think well, just... when you look at Disney Plus and you you bring up that home screen and it's seven or eight slides before you get to Andor and then it's not in the list below and you have to actually go and click on Star Wars and then scroll down to find Andor. And it's, uh... No one's going to watch it. Even oh, the interface, is, the interface is terrible. Yeah. Even even like there's a section on there called New to Disney Plus. And with all the Marvel shows, when the new episodes drop, that would be like first in line. You know, that's that's the newest thing on. We just dropped a new episode of WandaVision yep. or She-Hulk or whatever. But with Andor, it's not like that. You know what's number one that comes up when I when I turn on Disney Plus? Mine is uh Limitless, the Chris Hemsworth. I get, I get that. Uh, what is it? A, a Grogu cartoon? Oh, that's the first thing that pops up. <laughs> we is were, a Grogu cartoon. We are not gonna watch. My kid has watched the Mickey Mouse Halloween special on repeat. So that's I've literally seen it seventy times. I'm done with Disney Plus. I wanna. I just wanna put my head through the TV every time my kid wakes up. So, so, <laughs> so Debbie and I. I think you and I and Chris talked about this on Monday night. Was this Grogu cartoon? Which I didn't get it. It was maybe I'm not supposed to. I got was it. that the what thing was that was done by Studio Ghibli? Yeah, yes. that's the one. It's three minutes it's, long and it's really, really dumb. 
Yeah, I didn't get it. I mean, it's I got it. I understood it, and I saw where they were trying to do with it. And as far as an art piece goes, as something that looks, you know, like like it was, you know, it looks like an anime is what it looks like. It's it's Star Wars visions, but not really because it's only like four minutes long. But um, it's for what it is. It is. It's it's go watch it for four for four minutes. You can afford four minutes of your life. Go watch it and make. Not it at my age. But I, <laughs> I I do think Disney has to find a way to connect Star Wars to the younger generation, though, because the way I see it, it's it's kind of like. Uh, talk with my mother-in-law i'm comparing it to baseball you know there's a lot of baseball fans but there's not a lot of young baseball fans yeah. and it's up to the older fans and the older fans are not into like my daughter will be introduced to star wars she'll as soon as she's old enough we'll start watching everything i'll even watch the new trilogy with her um everything she'll she'll get the full she'll get the full uh the full tour but a lot of people aren't doing that anymore. They're like you said. Well, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it's just uh, and a I'm lot of people that are that are original trilogy and original trilogy only. Well, Nothing well, else. actually, I, I I was gonna I was gonna kind of bring that up here. So part of the problem, and I, I've seen this happen. So so it's unfortunate, but I've seen this happen. So um so what with the sequel trilogy, you know, that, that they tried to, you know, market to a, a new demographic, you know, a younger audience. They tried to, you know, bring in fresh ideas with with familiar themes to kind of, you know, bridge the gap, so to speak. But but, but part of the problem, it, it wasn't the quality of the movies that was the, that, you know, kind of alienated the younger audiences. It was the people telling those audiences that they're not allowed to enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I, I watched I watched one of those like a. Uh, you know, uh, you know, father and daughter react to something or to something or other. I, th- I think they're watching the uh, Ahsoka and Maul duel from Clone Wars, and 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 the father like, and, and granted, this daughter is like seven years old. The, the father nudged the daughter, and he was like, "Oh, this is so much better than anything the sequel trilogy did." And she was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah." And, well, and there it, was, it's it's sad. Yeah, there was that, but I'm also gonna kind of disagree with you because the tr- the sequel trilogy had no cohesiveness. Abrams and Ryan, Ryan, Ryan or Ryan? Is it Ryan? How do you pronounce that? Ryan Johnson? We call him Ryan here, so okay. I call him Crying Johnson because he he goes on Twitter and complains about the fans. Well, one J.J. Abrams doesn't have an original bone in his body. I think he wakes up and watches his wife brush his teeth, so he know brush her teeth, so he knows what to do. Um, he he doesn't have he recreated a New Hope, and that was pretty much the first of the sequel trilogy. But there was also no cohesiveness. He obviously didn't talk with Ryan Johnson. You had The Last Jedi do its own thing. Then you went back, and then there were plot holes, and then there was just things that were left unsaid and things that were left unaddressed. And it ended up being a mess. Now, you look at all three movies. All three movies standing on their own, they're all right. But as a whole trilogy, it really it's like looking at an abstract painting. It makes no sense. You know, The Last Jedi, really, I know you like the movie, but it really stands out from the other two because there's no, it's kind of like, well, that, you, you hit the third one, it's like, well, that happened. And then they just keep going. <laughs> like, it, it, there's, So, I mean, I think a little bit of what you said is true, but the quality of the movies doesn't really, in my opinion, even stand up to the prequel trilogy. It, it, Lucas had a vision and had 
everything lined up and these guys did not. And they just kind of flew by the seat of their pants. And even Ryan Johnson said, I don't, I don't know much about Star Wars, or he said something along those lines when he made The Last Jedi. So he did it for the paycheck. And Abrams is just, in my opinion, overhyped. And I think that they just could have done a lot better. And um, I think they just dropped the ball with the sequel trilogy. And I, I think I think it just suffered. It's interesting that you say that about Ryan Johnson because, um, oh gosh, I'm liking on his name now. Who directed Empire? Uh, Irving Kirshner. Kirshner. Irving said the exact same thing. When he was approached by Lucas, and this is in, uh, if you watch uh, Galaxy of Dreams, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, he was like, he was approached by Lucas and he said, do you want to do the next Star Wars movie? And he was like, no, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with that. And then his agent came up to him and said, are you insane? It's Star Wars. Do it. <laughs> crazy didn't you see what that first movie did well you also have to remember that there are also studio heads that weren't just yes men like there were certain things that George Lucas wanted to do and Gary Kurtz just said no we're not doing that you have to scale it back because that's not going to work but George Lucas, also, I think they should have kept him on as a consultant. Sorry to interrupt you, Debbie. I okay. think they should have kept you kept him on as a consultant. I think he kind of came on and he had the notes for what he thought they, it should be done. And they thought they knew better than the man that created it. And they disregarded his notes and they disregarded his outlines and they went their own way with it. And I really think they should have kept him on. Um, yeah, but didn't he want to do a trilogy on the midichlorians? Wasn't that his storyline for the sequels? I'm I remember not... reading about that. It was like the midichlorian microverse or something. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch that shit. Let me let me quote George Carlin from Dogma now. Okay, mistakes were made. <laughs> but with, with the sequel trilogy, I see what they were trying to do. They were trying to, yeah, Force Awakens is new hope. But I think they were trying to bring back that that feeling, that sentiment for the older audience while introducing the newer characters that they were hoping would carry on the Star Wars franchise for the next 10, 15 years, whatever. And I think that's what they were trying to do because the first film that killed off Han, Han, then they killed off, uh, well, they didn't kill off Leia, but they killed you know, Luke. she died. <laughs> but, Luke, um, died in the last Jedi. Luke died in the last they, Jedi. Uh, Luke died in the last Jedi and Leia died in... Rugby. Then they yeah. did the fake out with Chewbacca. Oh, God. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, no, Chewie. And then he's just like, nope, on this ship. But I think that was their way of going out and then ushering in these new characters. They just went about it awfully. I mean, but, it was just and, even, and, and both of you have said this, and I know I, I I'm fairly certain I've said this before, and this is my thought on all of this as far as the sequel trilogy goes. Um, Force Awakens. Most of the fans looked at Force Awakens and said, "Oh, look, they just remade a New Hope," which was like, "Oh, hey, do you remember this?" And it was the member berries, right? Yeah. And but they said, "No, we want new Star Wars. We don't want the original. We don't want." 
Star Wars again. We want new Star Wars. And so they brought Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson said, okay, fine. You want new Star Wars. Here's something new. Something new and different and not what you're expecting. And people were like, ah, you ruined Star Wars. Go back to where it was regular. Star Wars is like, you ding-dongs were the same ones. (laughs) But for the love of God, Carrie Fisher, Mary Poppins herself back onto a spaceship from deep space. Come on, what are you doing It wasn't in deep space. It's been done before. (laughs) We've seen much more ridiculous things in Star Wars, and Kanan did the same thing in, in Rebels. Yeah, so, that's what no, I just so, said. So, I mean, it's not like the precedent wasn't there. And and uh. also, too, something else you got to remember. And and this was actually addressed at, gosh, I forgot who, who put it up there. But Leia was still within the shield shielding of the ship. She was not actually in space space. She was just in space. She was I, I just I just might be bitter because they killed my boy Akbar. I, I I just think I I might be a little bit better than that. <laughs> I don't I don't mind them killing Akbar, but make him the one that sacrifices himself and not Haldo, who we met five minutes ago and don't care about. Oh yeah, that would have been good. I and that. and uh, even uh, Mark Hamill had a problem with his character though, because he he, he uh, in later interviews said that this isn't Luke Skywalker. Uh, and he he had a problem with it. But. He, he had a problem with it, but I looked at Luke in that one, and everybody was like, oh, not my Luke Skywalker. My Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. And it was like, your Luke Skywalker would have done exactly that because look who his masters were, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. And what happened to them? They both failed, and what did they do? Exiled themselves. They exiled themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, people watched the last... No, but people watched The Last Jedi and they, and they wanted, you know, God mode, you know, super powerful Luke Skywalker. And I get that. Oh, no, no, you know, wait, that, that, was, that's uh, what super did you want exciting. Me to do? Go take on the first order with a laser sword. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the thing is, I mean, whenever you watch, like, you know, the end of season two of Mandalorian, Luke's episodes in Book of Boba Fett, and, and the stories of Luke that are coming out in the books and comics, I mean, we're getting that. It's just ta- mode, it just yeah. takes time. It just takes time to get to these things. I mean, because I mean, well, how long does a book take to write? How how long does your movie take to produce? I mean, what, what we're gonna get the things that we want. It just takes time to get to those things. So let me let me ask let me ask John and Cam because I see them as being the writers of the group, uh, based on Cam your videos and John what you write for on the website. If if there was a character that you could grab from the sequel trilogy and turn it into a Disney Plus show along the lines of Andor that filled in the gaps of how the First Order became the First Order and didn't just appear with these giant massive ships, who would that be? Ben, all day. Probably Ben Solo, and and and, and see, see see here's the thing. Um, well, we got touches of it here and there with uh, with projects like the rise of Kylo Ren and th- and things of that nature. Uh, the Battlefront game kind of touched on it a bit, uh, but but as of right now, the origins of the First Order are still kind of left to speculation because that because that particular event, the actual creation of the First Order, just hasn't been covered yet. I mean that that's what that's what the expanded universe and future projects are going to be for. Um, 
I can see I think some, of, some of these shows will be leading. I, I, I probably I can you, you can probably some touching on it on uh, Mandalorian. I probably would have focused on Snoke just because I had so many questions, and that Snoke character was snuffed out so quickly. And I was, was I was actually watching uh, Mandalorian season two the other yesterday, and Snoke is it? I'm I'm still dead set on that Snoke was in the Mandalorian season two. So I probably and we know the, we know they from the imperial facility on. Um, and they went, we know from they last week's episode that Snoke can't swim, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't call Endor out. Endor's just an origin story for Snoke. That's what I. It is. You know what? It's, I wouldn't doubt. I think that would be awesome. It's like reverse <laughs> Avatar. Snoke can't swim. Vader hates sand. <laughs> and 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 right now, so that, see, this is how I think it's kind of going to go. So right now in current canon, the, the origins of the First Order are kind of vague. Basically, it says, okay, the remnants of the Empire were uh, not, uh, fled to the, to, the, um, to the unknown regions, came back three decades later as the First Order. So, so uh, we know that Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. We're, and we're thinking that Thrawn probably ended up in the unknown regions whenever he and Ezra got blasted off by the Purgle. So, so who's to say that Thrawn didn't start the First Order? Can I say something about the going back to the Rise of Skywalker? Wouldn't it have been so much better if Snoke had lived through the trilogy and he ended up being Palpatine's son rather than Palpatine being cloned? <laughs> so, well, well, I don't know about Palpatine's son, um, but but okay. So, so D D Dave and Debbie know this. I um, I love the Force Awakens. I love the Last Jedi. I'm meh about the rise of Skywalker because I feel like it backtracked on a lot of what those two films set up. So, 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 um, so, John, you, you know your your comments about the trilogy not feeling cohesive, you know, uh, but past those two films, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, opinions are subjective. You know, I think about those two films the way that I do, and you think about them the way that you do. But past yeah. those two films with the rise of Skywalker, once we get to that film, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Well, if everyone agrees with me on everything, I'm doing things wrong. So. I, oh, you're damn right. <laughs> we'll, we'll start with that hat. See, see, now this is the way Star Wars fandom needs to be. We can sit around and talk about it and have a conversation and sit here and agree, you like that and I like this, and we all still love each other because it's Star Wars. Everybody well, can, we can all agree that Dave is not a true fan. Oh, <laughs> oh Dave Vermillion? <laughs> well, at, at, at well, heart... At heart, uh, it's the comic book collector in me. I'm a, I'm a completionist. So even though I have so many bad things to say about the sequel trilogy, when I sit down with my daughter and we watch, watch movies, we'll watch Attack of the Clones. We'll Ooh, watch the sequel trilogy. One. Yeah, we love, we love the Attack of the Clones on this show. I um, do. <laughs> I like that's it. That's romantic in me. <laughs> But but say, but see that that brings it back to my comments about the expanded universe making the movies better because <laughs> the, the the book Brotherhood made Attack of the Clones so much better for me, and and I I don't I don't hate that movie I just kind of dislike it, but uh, but that that book made it a lot better for me. I mean, but at, at the same time, people are always going to have problems with Star Wars. Like my dad had a problem with the lat with not the Last Jedi with Return of the Jedi. He couldn't sure. see how he couldn't see how a uh, a uh, empire that conquered galaxy after galaxy got defeated by Teddy Ruxpin. So <laughs> and he'd always <laughs> he'd always say that. 
You know what? So, it, I, I remember 1980. I remember Memorial Day weekend, 1983. We went to the Irving Mall, and we watched um, Return of the Jedi for the first time. And we all walked out of there going, just, just. We were talking about it and everything, and we got back to the. I was we were staying with my grandparents. I was in Irving at the time, and my mom didn't go. And she was like, "Well, how was it?" And it was like, "It was great. The Empire was there, and they were, and then all of a sudden, these teddy bears jumped out of nowhere, and they started killing them all. It was like, wow. And one of them was Willow. <laughs> no, it didn't go that far. Willow didn't exist back then. Willow was what? Oh, that was well after 1988, yeah. 87, 88, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's also the other problem with with star wars is if it's on tv it's it's not an emotional experience if you're watching it with your kids like you guys may not like attack of the clones i don't like it as the movie but because that is the first movie i took my son to see it's special yeah yeah you know, Revenge of the Sith was the first movie I took him to see at a midnight show waiting online for nine hours. Oh so my God. that doesn't happen anymore. I, well, and, and to do it on television on a weekly basis, it's just not it's just it's not the same. Well, I, 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 I kind of differ with you on that because I have a lot of memories. My parents were divorced. And back then, if there's any young kids watching, yes, there were things called video stores, and they were wonderful. You'd go in, they all smelled the same, and it was great. You'd just go in and just walk around and have a great time and buy your candy and pick out a movie, and you had to physically hold it. You couldn't just choose it with a remote. But um, my parents were divorced, and every weekend, my dad would take me and my sisters to the video store. They'd rent their girly movie. And uh, me and my dad would alternate between Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Uh, so watching it on the TV for me really uh, kind of does still. It's not and, the same as the theater, but it brings up good memories. And you and and did you get you got pizza? It was a Friday we, night, and you got pizza. He lived in New York City. It was Chinese food. Okay, outstanding. <laughs> so, so video store in New York City. You weren't allowed to go around the corner through the doors that. <laughs> That flopped back the and bead, forth. The bead doors. We, yeah. Some of them. RKO video was kind of uh, family friendly, but there were some seedy ones that we'd have to go to if they didn't have Star Wars. So, uh, was, yeah. Uh, I, I spent some time working in a in a video store many moons ago, back 20 some odd years ago. But, yeah, we had a, we had a cool back room. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. We have been right at this for an hour. We talked a lot about Andor, but we talked a lot about everything else too which is great good conversation tonight debbie did we miss anything uh the creepy part of the episode which was uh lita mon's mon motha's daughter oh yeah what the hell was that doing the chanting which is i she, think is is that like a cult or something i, I don't know if they're getting that. prepared to be because earlier they talked about arranged marriages yeah. on uh, Chandra, Chandra. Yeah, the Games of Thrones. Yeah. So I think this is kind of like, par <clears throat> excuse me, part of that ritual or whatever. So maybe, Evidently maybe the daughter's really into it. So. so maybe Mon Mothman needs to talk to this banker guy and get the whole. Well, thing I done. think 
Debbie, you probably caught it, but now that we're bringing that up, Vel said, you're not taking proposals, are you? And yeah. Mon Mothma kind of paused and just said, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, she's kind of so, forced to do it. Now, does she think that Luthen screwed her over for all the money? Where'd the money go? I mean, she's missing 400,000 credits. Yeah. FTX. <laughs> Um, I, Luthen might have uh, expended his ex, Luthen might have uh, spent more than he thought yeah. he was going to sorry I had to lower my voice my wife's asleep um, he uh, might have overspent he just didn't care and he just spent the way he wanted to spend it and you know I think oh, he's look, well obviously he doesn't make it to Rogue One so I think he knows how it's going to end for him and I think he's just throwing the money out there and making sure everything sticks so <clears throat> yeah okay anything that was else, the only thing we didn't that talk was the about, only thing though. we didn't talk about all right cool shameless plugs time debbie you got anything mcu monday 9 30 eastern same we channel about? we are talking men in black men in black Ooh, Ooh. nice yes that yes that's a marvel we could talk. And only the first three, not that international one. That one's I haven't seen that one yet. I, I, I would I like no to see it just because it was, I it was actually pretty good. Day. My wife enjoyed it. We we had free tickets and we went to see she says, Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't think I would like that one, but it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an accurate impersonation? It's dead on balls accurate. <laughs> Cam, shameless plugs. Um, my latest episode of Cam and Focus went up the day before yesterday. I watched uh, it this morning. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, covering... I've never even heard of that movie. So really? No, I, re I really, I'd never heard of it, and now I really, really want to watch it. Oh, it's but it's so great. I can't, I can't find. It. I mean, I don't know where it's streaming or anything. So I, 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 I bought it on Blu-ray. So I, I don't, I don't do that streaming shit that y'all youngsters do. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's a good excuse because that's one of your favorite movies of all time. I can see you wanting to own a hard copy. Like, I own a hard copy of all the Star Wars movies just because, yeah, I know I can stream them anywhere, but I like having the Was that the copy. everything always all at once? Everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have that. That's on my list to watch. I haven't, I haven't sat down and watched it yet. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's it's very it's very good, but uh, it, it was produced by Studio A twenty four, so it's also very artsy. But go, and, but man, it is it's so good. It's go so watch so good. Cam and focuses Cam and focus for this, and you will want to watch it. It will make you want to watch it. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> other than other than he gives away a kind of a spoiler at the end, but I I forgot already what the now spoiler Cam, was, have so. you watched RRR yet? No, I that that has been on my radar for a minute. I do want to watch that. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, that's another one that is on my list. Now, is Those it, two are high. Is it? Is that like a Bollywood kind of film? It is. Yeah. It's okay. I don't know if they call it Bollywood because there's like a whole bunch of different new studios now, but uh, it is. Yeah, Indian. Okay, John, shameless plugs. 
Uh, yeah, cra I cracked my knuckles and uh, got back to my desk. So I pumped out two articles this week. Uh, one is about James Gunn and the DC uh, universe, and I'm very optimistic about it. I think he's going to take it into great directions. That's and the okay. second one, and the second one was about uh, Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean being canceled. Well, coincidentally, well, coincidentally, coincidentally. Johnny Depp has softened his stance on returning to the franchise within God the same week. No. So um, maybe there's something there, and I'm keeping my eye on it because that might be a follow-up article. You guys going to watch National Treasure next week? National Treasure? Yeah, the new series. series. No Nick Isn't Cage, it? though. Oh, come on. Supposedly. No. I'm hoping he'll come in, but... I don't I've been know. I've been watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Hey, I, I love that show. Has, does that, has anyone seen the show Community? I've heard of it. Yes, it I was on it. NBC for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's been there's an yeah. there's an episode of the show. It's about the antics of a community college, obviously. And there's an episode of the show where one of the characters takes a class called Nicholas Cage, good or bad, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the professor the professor warns the entire class before he's like i assure you there is no answer to this question please space your movies out you will go crazy if you try to watch everything all at once and the guy's trying to figure out whether nicholas cage is good or bad so he slowly goes insane have you, have you guys I seen like the majority uh, of Nick Cage movies? Have, have you seen the unbearable weight of massive talent? Oh, that's so good. No, I haven't, but that is, is it's such a good it's cage film. So good. It is so good. Okay, John. Other John, shameless plug. Uh I am I was going through my garage and I found a box of DVDs. And I'm going to do a uh, Geek and I reacts to 1977's Soap. Oh, that was such a great show. So, oh, my God. I will, I will either get massive ratings or canceled, depending <laughs> on how this show uh, is played on YouTube. That was so, an awesome. That was a classic back in the day. Back in the day. I'm, that, okay. I'm currently editing episode one, and uh, that should be posted probably tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, it's been another Thursday night. It's been another week in the happy hour. We're not sure if we're going to be back next week because next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Possibly do Wednesday night instead because then it's not Thanksgiving and still fresh on our minds. We do have the season finale coming up. So if not, we'll be back the following Thursday. But it's up in the air. Just watch Geek News Now on Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and all that other stuff. And you'll get the I, I always post out and say, hey, we're going to go live. Come watch us. So join the Facebook, join the page, hit the like button, smash the alerts, little bell thing, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Do it with all the social medias. We're all over everywhere. Everyone have a great, great week and a great Thanksgiving if we don't see you. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>